welcome to Sulakapur's podcast. And today we are going to bitch a lot about big tech and social media, mostly social media on this episode. This is a podcast and this is a topic that I wanted to talk about uh, on this podcast for a long time. And this obviously deserves such a huge topic, deserves multiple episodes. Let me see how much I can do justice to this topic in this particular episode. To help me with that is a very, very renowned technology journalist, Mr. Abhishek Bakshi, of whom I've been a massive fan. He writes for a lot of publications, but for the sake of clickbait, I'm just going to drop you some names. He's written for Forbes, he's written for Gizmodo, TechRadar, uh, Mint, You've also written columns for Hindustan Times, and now you're a senior editor at Neovin, if, if I'm not wrong. And you also have a podcast hub a website where you cultivate a podcast. The String with Bakshi is your upcoming podcast, which is in works, I guess. Uh, sir, what a massive fan moment. I mean, the first time I came across your work was when my friend suggested me, because he's kind of a tech geek. And uh, that is how I bumped into your work and, and massively enjoy uh, reading, especially on the social media. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you for joining. Thanks, Tadeep. Thanks for having me. And uh... Uh, such a flattering uh, introduction. I don't think uh, I am sure. I'm sure you read some of my work, uh, but I, I don't think I deserve that much of a praise or an introduction to get me into it. But happy to be here. Let's get started. Pleasure, pleasure having you. Before I get started, the thing I said about bitching about social media, right? So the thing is, how do I justify this bitching, right? So because I'm going to use social media to promote this podcast, I'm going to share it on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever it is. The most basic question is, if you don't like it, don't use it. But that's not exactly the case, right? It's like, for me, it's like, after a point, social media becomes a utility, public utility kind of thing. And if I'm having frequent power cuts, I'm going to bitch about the electricity board, right? It's not like, why don't you get someone else's electricity? That's not the option, right? So am I right in that? Are, are we wrong in that? Is it justifiable? No, no, absolutely. And I've been in the same boat, uh, uh, the same confusion or conundrum, uh, uh, perhaps. Uh, the reason is, uh, for a lot of my work, I uh, publish my articles and then I promote them on social media. Sure. I've gotten a lot of writing gigs because people have seen my work or my opinion on, on social media particularly Twitter, but anywhere else. There are people who built their careers on, on social media um, and, and so many of the platforms uh, that there are now. Uh, but like, like you mentioned, the, these are just platforms. So I also rant about them a lot. And as a service provider, I think uh, that that's, that's a right I have now uh, because I'm contributing to their success. And, I, and I'm not saying this with any sense of entitlement. I'm, of course, a 0.0001% of the user of any any of the popular platforms uh, but as a service provider uh, as a platform provider it is my right and it is my entitlement uh, to deserve privacy to deserve uh, things that make the platform a safe space uh, to uh, and, and of course there are things like um, no unlawful activities uh, and bar any any kind of illegalities so all those things have to be taken care of so when those uh, things when that doesn't happen when those things are uh, create a problem for me and my presence on social media, I, I think I have a fair right to uh, rant about that. People seem to ignore the fact about how big the social media and tech is in, in today's times, right? So there was a time when oil was the big, uh, you know, big industry and the players of oil industry were the players of the world. And there was there was a time when banking was the same and, and so on, right? Now it's the tech, it's the tech moguls all over the world who are like the top 10, top 15 in the Forbes, right? The entire population of China and India is on Facebook, like as much as two, 2.5 billion users, right? On Facebook, it's almost like 
20% of the world is on Facebook. It's that's how massive Facebook is and 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 the data of all those users and the power it has to you know uh, influence through the information that it spreads and and what other examples you can give to, in order to quantify how big tech has become and its influence that people seem to ignore. Uh, see the fact that tech is interspersed with our lives these days is, is a very small point to make. Sure. Uh, we, we've seen how, uh, and, and you mentioned some of the companies and some of the tech moguls, we've seen how big these businesses have become. Even a big player in the oil, uh, because you took that example, uh, like Reliance, would mm. now want to move to tech because that is where uh, the money is, that is where the growth opportunity is. Uh, oil and of course, uh, any any kind of fuel ha- has a finite potential, but yeah. tech is the next big thing, uh, if I can still call it the next big thing. Uh, but for Reliance, it is uh, as they move to a platform game, they do a lot of acquisitions, they develop a lot of products, they enter the telecom market, and, and they do a lot of things because that is uh, where the world is. Uh, you mentioned China and India. There, there are services like a Tencent in uh, China or a Paytm in India, that are only available in the in their countries. Paytm is only available in India, and still the Paytm founder and owner uh, Vijay Shekhar Sharma is a billionaire. So yeah. that is the huge potential. So imagine the services that are used uh, globally, like like a Google, like a Facebook yeah. or Amazon, and even some of the smaller players, like even a Zomato, for example. And, and I call them a smaller player because uh, the, the big tech is is far bigger than that. Sure. So even the players who are restricted in geography or uh, serve only a niche are huge uh, because of the da- uh, because the services they offer, because of the data that they have on us, and because of just just the uh, just our lives being inter- intertwined with the tech, with with digital tools, mobile apps, and services that we use on a daily basis. From sure. from personal use cases to uh, citizen activities to governance. Uh, and of course, the uh, the professional layer or, or, or that goes all across it. Uh, yeah. th- there is not any segment of life that is untouched by tech. And we, we've been talking about this for at least for the last two decades yeah. as tech adoption grew, even in countries like India and, and some other emerging countries. So that, that fact is a given. That tech is everywhere is a given now. But the power of data and the power of we consume, we generating a lot of data and consuming a lot of uh, services is is now uh, gone beyond anything that we would have imagined. Yeah, was it like inevitable in a capitalist world? Tech will do anything that profits it, right? Ultimately, so for example, if the if those profits bring good to the people, we applaud them. If they don't bring good to the people, we kind of bash on them. Like for example, face Facebook kind of. Springboarded the Arab Revolution, right? Back in the day, in 2011, when people coordinated yeah. on Facebook to, you know, fight for the democracy. But the same Facebook is giving platform to right-wing groups, like you know, white supremacy groups, right-wing groups in India, for example. That is inevitable, right? Or was there something that could have been done better by by these companies? Uh, could have been done better, yes. Uh, but to expect morality in capitalism is is a tricky way we want to go forward. Sure. Uh, there has to be enough regulation. There has to be enough uh, transparency uh, to keep a check on capitalist uh, tech companies. Uh, but I am, even though I am a fan of some of these tech companies, I use a lot of products of a certain tech companies. I consume their uh, products and uh, apps and services and whatever they do. But I am not expecting morality out of them. So I, I guess that that one we can throw out of the window. Uh, what happened with 
a lot of tech bets in the 90s and the noughties was, uh, and we've seen a lot of companies who've not done well and a lot of companies who've grown to what they are now, like an Apple or a Google. Mm. So a lot of companies took bets in certain areas, uh, whether, whether it was an e-commerce player like Amazon going for cloud computing and then making mm. Amazon Web Services, which is a huge business and they are market leaders of that, uh, whether it was Google, from uh, search to a lot of consumer, uh, search and advertising to a lot of consumer apps and services, which are now default for a lot of people, including uh, then their work with Android, which is the largest smartphone uh, uh, platform right now. Mm. And Apple took, took it bets with various form factors of devices. They were an uh, operating system and a MacBook uh, maker, but they took a bet on smartphones, then iPads sure. and things like that, and then online services. But there are also uh, Nokia whose bet failed. There's also mm. IBM whose bet failed. There's also Oracle whose bet failed. So of course the big tech right now, uh, we, we see a lot of consumer uh, interest and uh, because that that is where the data is, that is where the money is. Uh, but we've seen a lot of uh, tech players also take wrong bets. Mm. Uh, so the ones whose bet worked are the ones uh, that, that were working on something consumer related. Sure. And, uh, that that gave them a lot of data and as the internet adoption grew all all over the world a decade later even in india uh, we we see a lot of consumers hop onto it otherwise this was limited to uh, enterprises and professional circles mm. but when everybody every man on the planet is online uh, the scope of what you can have with them is is way uh, more than what you can have in uh, with a desktop sitting in a uh, in an office uh, desk sure. so with that with that scope, with that breadth of users, uh, the growth of uh, this big tech was uh, exponential, so to say. Mm. And uh, with, with that, they, they started, uh, and it, because most of these companies incidentally are in US where there's a lot yeah. of lobbying to get policy mm. there. Uh, I mean, all that happens in India also, but we don't have formal lobbying processes. Uh, we, we do have a lot of underhand tactics uh, in place, uh, but the, there was a lot of uh, even even uh, with monopolies and everything there was a lot of lobbying to get things done their way mm. uh, and when a lot of consumer activity started happening uh, in, in this space uh, these these big tech players had the world at their command uh, they were almost like monarchies uh, uh, so to say so if you if you've signed up as a uh, as a subscriber of one of the services you play by their rules they can shut down your access any day they will uh, tell you what to put on the service, what you cannot put on the service. It's it's almost like a monarchical uh, setup uh, uh, in the 1600s and the 1700s. The word you bought, right? Shut down. Just as an example of how the tech can literally deplatform you and rob you from all your power and voice. For example, how did you yeah. feel about Trump's suspension on Twitter, right? Because when that happened, I was kind of in two minds, right? First, I was happy, yeah. obviously, because he was off, because he was very dangerous. But I'm I'm like, A, they have the power to deplatform this president. And B, they didn't do it before. They could have done this before. Which, which means a lot of, you know, danger could have been saved. Like, for example, those riots and all that, all the instigation, the way he used Twitter to, you right. know, instigate his, you know, fan base to do violence, right? So that Trump suspension itself is like such an epitome of how much power they hold. It's like if someone doesn't agree with them, they're out. You can, yeah. they can put you out of business in, in that sense. That is true. But with a lot of terms and conditions, sure. uh, the problem is that they have their rules. Uh, they have mm -hmm. uh, rules for uh, usage. They have their 
clear guidelines that we we must attest to when when we uh, use the service. Trump was of course flouting that uh, those guidelines, and so he was suspended. Uh, the problem comes with the fact that Trump was doing that before as well. Mm. It's only when 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 they were certain that he's getting out of the White House um, a week or ten days back, uh, before that, it it was just safe to deplatform him. Uh, also, there there have been similar instances uh, across the world. Sure. Uh, and many more instances across the world, from political leaders to uh, individuals to uh, all, all kinds of people, even some uh, uh, people uh, with military or terrorist past yeah, uh, yeah. in their hands. So, so there have been various instances, and every uh, instance has to be taken in its context, its geography, and its political influence. Mm. Uh, but uh, and which is why it's a debate for everyone. But they chose not. Uh, but they chose not to uh, put their efforts there. Uh, and just deplatform him because it was just uh, two weeks before uh, he was moving out of White House anyway. He, they did not do anything before. So th- this kind of became a, a, a safe uh, position for them to take. Also, since they are based in the US and, uh, and they are a US company, uh, would it matter if, if uh, US was in a military conflict with, uh, like, like say, uh, Iraq in the 90s? And uh, would they deplatform Saddam Hussein? And I'm just imagining 90s having Twitter or something. Sure. So, uh, would the political influence uh, in, interpret what the guidelines suggest? Uh, because that that is where the problem is. It's mm-hmm. fair to have guidelines. I'm uh, and when I sign up, I I agree to those uh, guidelines uh, of of your platform, and I'm happy to adhere to them. But the problem is uh, when the guidelines are flouted, and they're flouted across the globe with with people of all kinds of uh, uh, people in all kinds of domains and people of all kinds of political ideology. Uh, but it, it so happens that the rules and the guidelines are enforced only on certain people. Um, and uh, we, we've seen that in India. We've seen how Facebook has allowed right-wing uh, propaganda to uh, ped- pedal very comfortably. And there have been a Wall Street Journal report. So we, we should not really dispute that anymore. Uh, but we've, uh, we've seen... Uh, a, a lot of people on the other side uh, being being barred or banned or their accounts being suspended and things like that. So the fair application of those guidelines, the fair enforcement is missing. And that's that's like law because yeah. uh, in, in a lot of countries, especially in third world countries and emerging countries like India, uh, we, we, we keep, we've always uh, believed that the law is not enforced uh, in, in uh, uniformly. Sure. And that, that is what the tech companies uh, are doing. But in that case, you have a government, you have a, a judiciary where you can appeal and you can do a lot of things. But in this case, uh, there's nothing. You have a customer support number perhaps to just rant about it. One, one more thing is basically what this goes to show is that you know tech companies like human beings, they suck it up to power, right? For, for example, when the Republicans were in rule, Zuckerberg was in meetings with Trump and various alt-right group leaders and Twitter didn't suspend him because obviously it's a Republican government. The day Democrat government came into power, they suspended him. And in India, again, they are peddling the right-wing groups because they are the ones in power, right? So well, if they uh, curb these folks, that, that will curb their business. So ultimately, profit is the goal. Right. See, in, in the US also, a lot of uh, uh, things happened for Trump was because Trump was an outlier. Mm. He was a weird guy. Yeah, uh, he is a weird guy. Uh, it's just that we don't see his weird tweets now. Uh, he's a weird guy. He, he was a dangerous guy for democracy. He was uh, the things he did, the way things he spoke, were uh, 
but not the things that a president is expected to speak. Sure. He uh, was not keeping the dignity of the position as well, the dignity of the White House. Uh, and so it was easy for the world to hate on him. Mm. Anybody outside the Republican or, or some uh, um, Hindutva organizations in India, everybody across the world hated Trump. Uh, he, he was clearly a white supremacist. Uh, he aided all those uh, groups and organizations. So he was an easy target. But in India, where, where uh, uh, Narendra Modi is an elected uh, uh, leader, he's an elected political leader, uh, has a strong fan base, has a strong electorate, uh, electoral base. Uh, so this this kind of thing would never happen in India. Sure. And, I, and, I, and I'm happy it won't happen in India. Uh, a lot of uh, criticism of what uh, Twitter did to Trump or uh, what uh, Trump has been speaking all this while uh, for his uh, uh, entire uh, presidentship was because Trump was an outlier. It is very, uh, I mean, I can't imagine for, for all the few presidents that I've seen in the US or uh, the leaders in India, I've not seen that kind of uh, rhetoric, that kind of randomness, that kind of weirdness coming from a elected political figure. Uh -huh. uh, so Trump was an outlier. It was easy to say he's a stupid guy. Uh, but uh, would Twitter say that to any Indian prime minister or chief minister or any Indian leader? I, I highly doubt that. I highly no. doubt that. And again, if uh, if they're they're not gonna disturb the fan base because right wing is bringing yeah. a business, they will you know happily and the which which is what you, was your point. So yeah. uh, they would always suck up to the power. It was yeah. only and I'm just uh, saying that the, the only uh, thing they didn't do was because of it. It was Trump. They did mm. not suck up to Trump because it was Trump. Sure. Uh, and I'm I'm saying most big tech, uh, not Facebook, because Facebook clearly. Uh, was on a different level uh, sure. and we've seen all those uh, things happening but right. broadly uh, in india uh, uh, for for example in punjab there is congress government right now mm. so the ind industries and uh, and across domains all industrial leaders uh, the big uh, the farm uh, there's a lot of farmer in punjab uh, or agriculture leaders or whatever would suck up to uh, the amrinder singh government Sure. But once a different CM comes up, they'll suck up to that. I mean, that sure. that that's from a state level to a country uh, to uh, global. Take it to USA. It yeah. would happen everywhere, yeah. uh, and big tech would also do that. Like like I said, uh, Trump was an outlier. So what big tech did to him, like uh, uh, Amazon dismissing, mm. uh, Amazon suspending uh, the uh, server for uh, Parler. Uh, mm. because it was instigating a lot, a lot of right. So yeah. all that only happened because this was Trump. It was outlier. Uh, what happened at the Capitol Hill was a uh, uh, one, once in a lifetime kind of a incident. Yeah. So it was easy to curb, curb that. But mm. otherwise, I mean, Biden would do uh, 10 wrong things, but uh, big tech won't bother because he, he's yeah. the man in charge. And and this nexus of big tech and, and the government, right? Is that why awareness for apps like Signal or private browsers is growing right now? Is, is that why you shifted to Signal, basically? What was the problem with WhatsApp? What was the privacy issue that, that was really the crux of all this debate WhatsApp was bringing up, if you can uh, explain that? See, see, there, there are a couple of things uh, when I talk privacy. Hmm. Uh, I seem hypocritical when I talk about privacy because otherwise I'm out there on social media. Sure. Uh, unlike unlike a lot of people, I often discuss where I am, where I'm traveling, where I'm eating right now. Mm. Um, I put pictures of my uh, my kid. Uh, uh, he's he's three year old, so I often uh, put up pictures of it and the things we are doing uh, with him. Um, and I, and I know a lot of people, even in my family, who avoid uh, putting pictures of their kids. So I'm uh, pretty much an open book on social media. Mm. 
So when uh, I speak of privacy, you are doing that. The difference you're doing that out of your own will. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So uh, I my life is an open book on social media, hmm. uh, and it's on Twitter also, which is a public account. I mean, sure. it's not just on Facebook uh, where I would have added friends and all that. Hmm. It's on Twitter. My Twitter is not protected. Uh, some of it is on Instagram. My Instagram is unprotected. But with my consent, what I feel is the out there on social media. A lot of po- my political opinions, sometimes very harsh, is out there. Um, and I keep getting screenshots of those back in the argument sometimes, uh, as the troll army does. Sure. But all that is with con- consent and all that is uh, whatever I choose and however way I want to present it. Sure. Maybe I'm... I'm uh, faking it, maybe I'm uh, putting the best picture only and not the one where I look like a weirdo. So I, I'm choosing my life uh, that I choose to put outside. Hmm. Uh, however, I do not expect that power to be with any of the tech platforms. Hmm. I do not want my contacts to be synced to your platform because I did not allow you to. I do not want my picture gallery to be up in your cloud if, if I have not allowed that. And I do not want your image processing to work on my images creepily without me knowing it. So the point is my privacy and any, any efforts to breach that privacy would be a, my, would be my calling. Uh, What, what big tech does and not just big tech, even the smallest of the independent uh, dev who just makes up a image editing uh, service or put filters and all this do not respect my rights and my private information. And that is uh, my problem. So I'm okay uh, with with people using my pictures. I used to click a lot of photos when I used to travel and some people would pick those up, make wallpapers and things like that. And I would just use it, do it without attribution. I was okay with it uh, because that is not my work. That That is not uh, uh, the way I uh, earn my living. However, uh, I, I do not want somebody else to be processing my information and AI and uh, a lot, lot of machine learning is very, very capable. I mean, with only my data, they can just profile me instantly. Sure. And I do not allow big data to do that. So I choose my services. I choose the permissions I give every app uh, very consciously because there is, there has to be a need. I'm okay with, and I have smart speakers at home. I, I have uh, smart speakers from uh, Amazon as well as Google. Uh, I used to have one from Microsoft. So. I, my data is out there for you, but I should know where it is. And I, uh, what I do and what I preach others is I visit my account information to see what my data is, delete it periodically, and take care of the permission that I give to every service online or on my phone. So those things I'm very particular about. Why I moved to Signal was, so it, it was way beyond, before the current WhatsApp issue when Signal came. I, I, not been on WhatsApp since 2019. Wow. Uh, so one was ob- obviously the annoying bits of WhatsApp. Uh, a lot of groups. work started happening. Uh, groups and a lot of work started happening on WhatsApp. And I'm old school. I like my emails. Mm. So uh, one one reason was that. Uh, but why I moved to Signal uh, and even Telegram I was using uh, uh, mm-hmm. back, back then was because I, I did not want uh, my chats to be uh, ever available if, without my... Uh, uh, without my consent sure. so that i'm not doing anything shady and a lot of people uh, while debate is uh, and it's it's a common principle that i have nothing to hide but even if you don't have anything to hide you do not put yourself out to public 
exactly still even if you're uh, we are we are sitting in our rooms right now having this conversation and it is a fairly civil conversation but we still have our doors closed our lives are not public till we choose to be public yeah even so if then, just because it's not shady doesn't mean i have to make it public like you don't make your underwear right. public for example you know like right. come on so uh, my my uh, when i talk privacy i feed a middle path uh and and when i advise people on privacy i ask them to be conscious of what they're sharing sure if that is what they want to share it's okay it's free will do whatever you want but you need to be aware what what this uh, where this data is going you also uh, what, what are the callbacks if you want to cancel that data delete that data mm. with with the google with the microsoft or with apple or whatever so that that uh, bit of privacy so while i share a lot of information i just want to be conscious of what i share Sure. And I, I I share only with uh, brands companies uh, who I trust. So obviously, all companies have sometimes deceived me, uh, either by breaches or by some service where they accidentally the usual word is accidentally once a news report comes in that this service is sharing your data with that service, uh, the corporation would come up with the statement that this was accidentally and we are fixing it. So sure. there have been those accidentally. uh accidents where i've been deceived but still uh, these these are big tech companies i trust them that they'll clean up their act which is why i want regulation and policy in place uh, to take care of that uh, which is why the lack of data privacy laws in india is is my biggest problem how long until this backdoor privacy policy is breached right for example there was this incident shooter incident in us the government was asking apple to unlock the chats of the shooter right. but the apple didn't agree to do it where do you stand on that and is it only a matter of time even i stand on the fact that the backdoor should not be given but how long will this stand stay right you know it's a tug of war between the government and the tech companies who's going to you know uh, bend see see that, that that's a very very uh, tricky uh, debate to have Sure. And this was an isolated shooting incident mm. uh what if this was about a terrorist plan being uh made or or uh an activity being done or, uh-huh. on a, in any any country outside of the us sure uh, would would the uh, social media platform or the hardware device maker or the platform owner allow the government the access to information uh, public interest would say yes because everybody would want to nab the criminals uh, and uh, an analogy can be made in the real world so uh, real world has warrants to search your room real exactly. world has warrants to uh, enter your room uh, confiscate your devices and then those are sent to forensics and a lot lot of things are uh, uh, extracted out of it Some, sure. sometimes very crucial evidence and sometimes very uh, crucial intelligence information is gathered through uh, devices confiscated from uh, uh, small small pawns in in a big terrorist activity and uh, public interest would say that is allowed however uh, we are at a stage in technology where tech in uh, any counter tech or any aggressive tech in the hands of lawmakers uh, in terms of police authorities uh, would also mean doomsday in, imagine in, in india where you have such technology available for uh, with every police station in india uh the, that that would be very terrible because uh data privacy is missing here human rights are uh, at an all time low anyway uh, and and i'll tell you a frank example i know a policeman uh, uh and a, and a senior officer he's probably uh, sp now but i've known him since since he was a lowly ranked officer so uh 
they, they police stations have this uh, where, where they track the number of a phone where that a phone is and you need a proper process to track somebody's phone hmm. so if i commit a crime uh, and i don't know the legal process that a magistrate or whatever if there is an fir under my name and uh, i need to be tracked where my uh, coordinates are the police uh, would uh, kind of they have this software or whatever setup they have they'll track my number and it will come that i am in this market in gurgaon and then they'll send a party to arrest me hmm. however that that uh, thing is used by so many people so many police folks for just tracking anybody even family members friends stalking and then regular stalking or just helping people oh this guy is not receiving my money uh, and he says he's in bangalore can you check if he's in bangalore or gurgaon oh of course i have a police friend he'll tell me that so because of the absence of uh, data privacy laws and not just laws just the casual attitude about privacy hmm. uh, everybody in india takes mobile number, mobile phone numbers uh, very casually it's plastered everywhere we have a huge spam problem so that that bit is is a problem you you need to counter what information goes from you to anybody outside and if everybody has that power that becomes a problem so a uh, backdoor into tech into a platform is very tricky if it's uh, uh, it's easy to say in the wrong hands but on that case probably the police was right hands but would they be right hands everywhere when they're curbing dissent uh, when they are uh, uh, at a protest where where they are being targeted uh, in, in george floyd's case uh, was police doing the right thing no we know that so uh, they the police also has its bad days uh, and across the globe not just in us or india across the globe sure. uh, e- even uh, even in conflict areas like kashmir or northeast we've had issues with armed forces as well mm. so such tech backdoors create a problem there uh, now ideally you would imagine that the court would take care uh, just send the phone to apple and they'll uh, unlock it and extract you the information give it to you but that obviously can't be scaled to a global level maybe yeah. once in a while uh, uh of war on 9/11 or things like that but otherwise uh, uh, but that is what india is trying now mm-hmm. uh, the the recent conversation around if if we ask you to suspend some uh, something or delete something from your platform you do it in 24 hours was a step towards that why why wow. would the government govern uh, what's happening on a, on a twitter or a facebook or a instagram or whatever so that bit is is a bit problematic tiktok has has that issues in china mm. i i don't know how that's uh, working out mm. but uh, a lot of chinese uh, a- any posts uh, and tiktok videos that were countering chinese uh, propaganda or exposing uh, the conditions of uyghur muslims there sure. uh, were being were being brought down so uh, yeah. it, it it's china has has a reputation for doing that it's not a model that india should have followed yeah. but that is where we are go- going uh, we are going uh, towards china in curbing freedom of speech minus the development so yeah. it's a, it's a wrong thing that we are following i mean everybody wants to be a manufacturing hub and uh, have a great mm. economy like china but instead of that uh, the curbing of human rights and uh, dissent and uh, curbing freedom of speech is where we are going yeah. uh, uh mimicking china which is not and, an idol and the public is fooled in the name of security right like 
uh, yeah, it's for your own security. We have to breach that, your that's privacy. That's what I said. So yeah, it's, it's public like, interest then. Yeah, it's like you know, what's the best way to avoid crime throughout the country? Just have a, a CCTV inside every house. But is that the right thing to do? No, right? So uh, that's a very thin line. And one more topic that I wanted to bring up is this idea of algorithms reading your personality from the social media, right? For example, based on the pages that you like, based on the posts that you do, uh, based on the pages that you follow and so on. Ever since I heard about it, I started randomly following right-wing pages as well, just for fun. Like I have a Muslim name and I, I follow anti-Muslim pages and vegetarian <laughs> pages. I'm, I'm like, why should the social media know where I stand, right? Why should Facebook know? And even on Twitter, I just follow the most racist most bigoted accounts on social media people would look at the people that i follow and they might cancel me you know what i mean but i'm <laughs> i have different i have different incident, uh, thing here like why should people know derive opinion from what i follow and what i like right so this is an indirect breach of privacy if you can right you're basically breaching your personality which you don't want to reveal to everyone unless if it's right. someone close or someone who's a friend or or a loved one or something like that right yeah uh, see, I have very strong views on that. I sure. hate algorithms. Mm. Um, as a computer science graduate, as somebody who works in, uh, has worked in tech, writes on tech, uh, and spends his entire day on tech, uh, I know algorithms are the core of everything. Sure. But I hate algorithms uh, mapping me, mapping the information I consume. And uh, it, I articulated that uh, in a Twitter thread uh, sometime back. And mm. so happened, I was setting up my mother's phone. And uh, she, uh, and it was a new phone, so we were installing news apps. And uh, she accidentally moved to a minus one screen, uh, which on Android phone is a Google Discover feed where it oh. throws up news and all. And a lot of browsers also have that built in, uh, where you fire the browser and there are uh, news items from all the publishers that they partner with. Mm -hmm. And I, I told mom to turn it off, um, and it was turned off on a previous phone as well. And she asked why this, this might be handy. I said, always consume uh, news, always go to the news. Don't let news come to you. And uh, and I just said that and I explained her how uh, a lot of junk stuff that you get on WhatsApp. Um, and, and and she's she's fairly uh, uh, comfortable with kind of separating beat from the chef. And she mm -hmm. uh, she's the one who un understands that there's a lot of fake news uh, out there. But, but that conversation finished and I was then articulating that on Twitter. I said, uh, make a mission and educate everyone because we, we, we are technically savvy people. So we can have brighter uh, sense to it. We can mm. we are more aware. We also use those controls to hide this kind of news or, or, or train the algorithms and it trusts to our comfort level. Uh, but not everybody does that. Uh, and because su such mis misinformation, propaganda and fake news is the order of the day, uh, I've made it a principle to tell everyone that go and consume news, go and consume information rather than have algorithms serve it to you. Uh, sure. in, in one case, of course, what uh, some WhatsApp group sending you information might just be misinformation or fake news or just bad information uh, out of context or something like that. So hmm. that obviously you shouldn't uh, be looking at. And second is, even if it is coming from a Times of India or a Hindustan Times or an Indian Express, and I'm, I'm uh, saying broad newspapers, not with this uh, bias or that bias, sure. whatever the leading newspapers are, if you see a TUI logo, you, you would see that this might not be a misinformation, yeah. uh, although it's, it's hard to say these days, uh, but you will uh, read that link. 
And uh, like, like you said, it would uh, customize the further news delivery to you based on what you've read. Uh, and that is where you'll be missing information, what you should be reading, and obviously feeding into that circle jerk of similar information, uh, which is uh, like a goldfish in a bucket. And so my advice to everyone is find out whatever app or service or newspaper or magazine works for you and read that out. So, uh, so if I'm an NDTV fan, uh, or a BBC reader, or, uh, or or even a Times of India or Economic Times, I should go to the browser, type economictimes.com, and then read Economic Times. Yeah. One, I, I because I have faith in Economic Times, I, have, I think they have got good credentials. So I have made my mind that Economic Times serve me good information. So I'm reading what I want right there. Uh, I'm not seeking information from random. Because same information might just come from uh, uh, from a different business newspaper, from Mint on my feed. And probably Mint is not right or I don't like Mint. But because I click that and further Mint links would keep coming and I'll start consuming information on a website that I don't like. Yeah. Uh, my, my preference was economic time, but because once I read uh, Mint, that, that would be generated out of my interest. So I uh, make it a point to tell anybody and uh, mostly it's the either young people or the seniors in my family and friends mm. but I go and consume information sure uh, I, I i don't watch a lot of uh, uh, news channels or read a lot of websites because i know they are not right but even if your preference is as, as bad as a channel as z news turn it on and just watch it don't have a uh, edited clip from uh, z news come to you on a whatsapp yeah. come come to you on a whatsapp because you're missing the context you're missing I, uh, I'm sorry if you watch Z News and that's your prerogative, but uh, always go to the information not and uh, even how platforms deliver. So uh, uh, Twitter has this latest uh, tweets or a choice between top tweets. And oh. I always switch to latest tweets. Mm. Uh, Instagram, uh, when they started programming and uh, show you more relevant photos, I've lost uh, track of what Instagram does. So mm. sometimes I'm not able to find photos that I want to see uh, because that out of interest or howsoever they uh, they kind of figure that out sure. so don't don't it and it's, it's not even uh, they're feeding wrong information or they're mapping me and that's a, that's a different debate altogether why should my information flow be controlled by you it's like you go to a library and the librarian gives you this is the book you should read and go read it while the idea of library is you look at different shelves you yeah. see that I'm interested in nonfiction and pick up a book and read that. Yeah. The idea of accidentally stumbling upon something is kind of getting killed in the internet world right now. And I've been using internet for like 14, 15 years, right? And I, I remember the randomness of internet that was there back in the day. And now it is being killed. And people, and this is all because of algorithms. Some people don't understand that the ultimate profit of a social media company is to make you spend time on its app. Right, yeah. make you spend time on SAP, make you click more so that it can generate more ad revenue. And how will it, what is the best thing it can do to make you spend time on its app is give the information that, that will make you spend time on this app, right? Glue your eyeballs, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. So right. it is in its best interest to supply information after information that you need. And you fall into that and you fall into this bubble and you don't know what's outside it. And that is how, you know, there are little pocket universes in our social media space as well, right? There is the right wing media space, the left wing and all that. And if, I don't know, if, if I was growing up in today's time, I would have been in this orthodox Muslim family social media space. I would have never gotten out of it. I would have never uh, gotten to know about LGBTQT rights and all that, right? It's 
because I stumbled upon these randomly back in the day, I could have a you know fair understanding of the other things as well. So that, do you think it's getting killed now? Uh, no, so I, what, what I do is, uh, it certainly is better than when we had no internet. Uh, <laughs> my, my experiences uh, in school were very limited because I was only looking at the world from sure. what I see, saw in the family and what was in my school. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in fact, uh, I... I uh, a, a lot of uh, caste issues have never surfaced for me because I, I uh, in, in a lot of sense, I come from a privileged background. So I did not see a lot of sufferings or, or the misfortune uh, that, that happens in the society. Sure. Uh, I did not have any Muslims in my class. Uh, class uh, and uh, all, all my, my school was a very religious school. So we had very religious prayers and all that. So I never looked at the other side. My mm. experiences were, were very limited. Mm. And from a recent economic strata, my father was a doctor. I did not look uh, above or below us. because That is the world we moved in. Sure. Uh, uh, f- uh, our family friends were all doctors. And that that is a, a small bubble that we lived in. Yeah. Uh, so it became better with internet. And I buy your point about uh, the serendipity that, that was of probably till till the midst of 2000 mm. uh, but what i do now is what i make up with uh, because like, like i said i do not want curated information from uh, the platform players what i do now is i take that serendipity from my curation of my social media okay so i find and follow good people that i assume would share good information mm. so uh, um, you, you, you mentioned uh, uh, LGBTQ. So I follow a lot of people who are either uh, from the community or uh, speak about their rights or, or have books written about them. Same, mm. same is with a lot of caste activists. Exactly. Uh, economics. I, I, I'm very dumb at economics. I do not understand a lot of it. But I follow a few journalists or writers or columnists in my space. And I assume that they will share good links that I will click on. Sure. Uh, I understand they share a lot of links. Some of them always go to my reading list, but I never go back to them. They're just open taps on my computer. Same. But uh, my my information curation is based on the people I follow. Mm. Uh, and that, that's a good thing about Twitter. <clears throat> but uh, what the key here is curation. Mm. If you follow people uh, within your circle, you're only looking at, uh, again, then you'll fall into the same thing, which I was in my school where you're looking at the world only uh, with things that are around you. So yeah. broaden your perspective uh, because I was in tech. I started with uh, uh, adopting social media very early uh, uh, and uh, I started following uh, most people outside of India because uh, Twitter was very new in India. I mean, sure. I was one of the few early users in India. So sure. uh, my perspective of tech was uh, kind of uh, made and carved by people uh, opining about it outside of India. Mm. And so that that gave me a lot of perspective and that curation kind of helps me. And I, since then, I've any anything that I want to know or learn more is is uh, I, I invest about on on my social media curation. Mm. People I follow and I'm very particular about who I follow, who I don't follow. I don't follow some of my friends who are good friends in real life. I don't follow them because they're not sharing something worthy on Twitter. And this is Twitter, Facebook. I anybody's a friend and it's okay and i'm not very active there anyway on instagram and twitter i'm very particular i'm very good friends with some people but i don't follow them on uh, either platforms because uh, i want my information to be curated very well that i do uh, i follow the right people obviously and that is one thing that 
I tell people who are kind of completely logging off social media, right? Some people are like, I'm done with social yeah. media. They're going out. I'm like, I hope you're not missing good information, right? Because yeah. if you if you really follow right people, you know, social media can be really helpful. And there is no way I could find you and get you on this podcast. If not for, I would have not written some letter to your address, right? So that part is what people miss and they look at the negative side and they log off, which is again, mostly people whose life is not affected by the events that they are yeah. missing out of on, course. right? So th- that is there. If somebody has to log off, they need to log off from WhatsApp. I mean, it's easier to log off WhatsApp and I, I, I'm a case study of it. 2019, sure. I've not missed it. Mm. Uh, a lot of people tell me, how do you stay updated? There is SMS when people want to reach me. Uh, and of course, the signal uh, now mm. it's still popular. When, when in 2019, there were only very few people on mm. signal who would mm. ping me, uh, especially in India. Sure. Uh, but I, I don't miss too many things. Yes, I sometimes miss of family members sharing photos of where they are dining, but that's okay. We can live with, uh, there is a lot of fear of missing out, but I think I'm happy missing out on a lot of information overload. The right. phone pinging all the time. I'm right. on Twitter 24-7, yet I'm saying that we can still miss a lot of information. Mm. And uh, if if you had if you have to disconnect from something, disconnect from all those groups, uh, if, if not WhatsApp, at least all those groups. And I'm not saying this just for the lies and misinformation and propaganda that goes in. But anyway, why do you need to consume all that information? Rather spend time on uh, on Twitter or whatever your platform is and find a good link to read, gain information. Right. right. What do you think can the government do about this social media algorithm conundrum? Right. For example, like see, social media ultimately wants more users, more eyeballs, right? So it will do anything its power to keep those eyeballs glued to its screen, right? So for example, if there's a right winger, it will feed him the right wing content to keep him there no matter how racist or bigoted that content is and same with the yeah. same with someone who's following something like you know black lives matter for example which yeah. is a good movement but the social media company doesn't care if black lives matter or white supremacy right for him yeah. if black lives matter wants to stay on this uh, app i'll give him that content if he wants the white supremacist to stay on the app he will give him the, that content because ultimately the business of yeah, serving you confirmation exactly bias. ultimately surf excel is used by both of them and surf excel wants to advertise on my platform so right. that is their point isn't it so what can you possibly do about it uh, see i have very little hopes from anything happening in india mm. and i'm not saying this reflective of uh, globally the as government well. of india will. sure uh, no but uh, but i have some hopes in europe mm-hmm. they, they've shown the way in privacy with gdpr uh, and uh, and it's a cultural thing. Uh, Indians are not uh, very bent upon privacy. They don't one. They don't understand culturally. Privacy is almost non-existent in India. Uh, and uh, as one of the lines in the series, "Family Man" was, "Privacy is a myth, just like democracy." Uh, so we we are, we are culturally like that. Nobody bats an eyelid sharing their personal numbers. Uh, in the US, you still have people only calling you on the office landline because mm-hmm. they can't intrude your personal space doesn't happen in india so uh, th- because it's culturally not there i don't expect anybody to act upon it because many people are not uh, do not have an issue with it in europe one one they have their privacy laws stronger and also they they make a lot of policy around how kids grow up whether it's uh, what ketchup they are served in restaurants um, was was the France or some country which banned uh, the tomato ketchup because it was not healthy and uh-huh. something like that. Okay. So uh, they, they're very particular about that. What happens in schools, uh, what books are taught, uh, what books are not taught. 
so they take care of what's fed into uh, the kids and the teens and because the teens are the biggest market for uh, social media platform i think uh, their governance their policy framework would help and set the uh, set the way for entire world to follow sure. uh, be it things like lack of uh, the disabling of autoplay on youtube videos or whatever mm. uh, even with youtube kids uh, uh there there have been some uh, rulings in in europe where mm. uh, and google has uh, happily obliged to kind of make it a better app for only kids sure. uh, but those kind of because screen time is a problem it, it's a problem globally yep. but it's a problem that's recognized only in europe mm. so i expect their policy makers uh, they have a good non profit uh, ecosystem which kind of affects the uh, policy making so i expect something to happen there uh, expect or i really want something to happen there uh, because with gdpr they showed the way for privacy sure. but uh, uh us because uh, even even their policy making is uh, is lobbied by the big tech yep. it's it's very hard all all you'll get will be a senate hearing where there'll be nice lines spoken which will go viral but nothing would come out of it yeah uh, and india i really don't have in india even the past governments and now this government would would only have problems if uh, the platforms would not allow them to leverage uh, the data they have the information they have on the users sure as long as the uh, platform providers uh, serve them happily they are, they are happy with that exactly and uh, and till people recognize their privacy uh, till there are data privacy laws uh, i i don't think indian government moving anything uh, their agenda uh, you you mentioned the confirmation bias they want the confirmation bias to suit their agenda mm. so as long as facebook is uh, allowing right wing uh, to thrive they are okay with it yeah. uh, come 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 a different con- uh, government uh, they allow the other ideology to thrive they are okay with it because at the end of the day advertising works both ways exactly exactly and also one thing people should not forget is they are leaving crumbs of personal information on the platforms right via the maps via the places that they check in via the um, food that they are eating so you may be eating some food then tomorrow you'll get the ad related to that food right hey if hey yeah. you are in this area you had here are the restaurants that you might like it so so these media social media companies are also getting to know your personalities right so what can people do about that because i have totally stopped uh you know broadcasting my life in that sense right if i go out to a movie i don't put that out on a, on a story right mm-hmm. i'm like i'm i'm broadcasting nothing about my life unless i have to show off something or unless i have to promote mm-hmm. my podcast so is, is is that the way people should adapt and people uh, you know people should become a little more conscious of what parts of their personality are they letting uh, you know the media social media companies read in that sense uh see a middle part to that sure uh, because it's very attractive to uh, play along on social media uh, post what you are eating where you're going or, yeah. or all the tra- travel pictures that you put uh, because it's very attractive so i'm assuming most people would be uh, happily doing that and sure. i i do a lot of it as well sure. uh, but uh, the word that you should be conscious of that mm. uh, and, and i i don't re- mean this in, in any wrong sense but if you if you are a young girl in in a not so safe town in india and there are so many unsafe towns in india Uh, you might not want your entire evening to be mapped sure because somebody looking at your instagram knows that you uh, 
uh, ended your college and you're moving to uh, this pub and then you're going for movie and this you do every day. And so they're mapping you. Uh, and I, I don't want to be alarmist. I mean, stalkers would stalk. Stalkers mm. have stalked uh, pre-internet also. Sure. Uh, they'll, they'll stalk the bike that you are riding. Uh, mm. So they'll do all that. Yeah. You, you should not make it very easy for them. Sure. And, I, and, I, and I inadvertently just mentioned an example of a young girl in an in a unsafe town, but it goes all along. I mean, uh, my, my kid uh, starts school uh, next month. Um, mm. I, I'm not sure if it will be uh, physical classes, but when that happens, uh, would I want to uh, track everything of him? I, I do get a lot of nonsense from a lot of trolls. But do I want my kid to be uh, anywhere remotely be harmed? No, I don't want that. So I'll so be kind you of will not, you will not You will not put out the story like, hey, my kid is going to school and with a location. You won't do that, obviously. I, I, I will not do that. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, pat- patterns uh, that I pick, uh, if, if, uh, if I'm a guy, I'm picking this woman every day at 6 p.m. Mm. and then we go here. Patterns of your life. So what machine learning and AI is doing can also be done by a stalker and a person sure. with wrong interests. Sure. Uh, same with financial information. Uh, and these and things like even ordering your phone, a lot of apps and services can survive without a lot of permissions on your phone. Yeah. Why do you know? Uh, and uh, and syncing all your contacts, reading all your texts, just because an app offers you a convenient mess, uh, way to enter the OTP, you give yeah. access to your SMS, and then they're reading all the transactions you're doing. And so they, they've built a financial profile for you that this guy spends 20,000 on food every month. Yeah. So he must be an above average uh, salary earner. So th- those kind of things, I think we can avoid. It is imperative for us to be aware of that and demand that. Sure. And then it is the responsibility of tech companies, online service providers to respect that. Sure. Uh, some of them do do that. I, uh, some apps ask for X permission. I deny that X permission and they still work fine, except mm. for a little functionality that would have come from that permission. Yeah. But some apps that don't, don't just work without giving all the, exactly. Uh, all the some, functions. some apps are like, I want to record your, I want to read your contacts. Otherwise uh, will not function. This app. that's even our prime minister, even our prime minister's app, which is a very <laughs> bad example. Uh, for the prime minister does not need information for every user. Uh, he has it anyway. So uh, that's a poor app uh, made uh, when permissions of the Narendra Modi app are seen. Mm-hmm. It's a poor reflection of how the app culture is in India. And then and because, because yeah. you like the prime minister, you've downloaded that, you are ready to give all those permissions. And sure. I think that that's a bad practice. Sure. And 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 you, you wonder where, like, how do you get so many SMS? Like when I bought my Nokia 6600 brick phone, right? I, I call it the brick series, 1100. We never used to get so many SMSs, so many, you know, spam emails, Gmail, and you all wonder why there is so much spam on the email, on the mobile numbers. This is why you, your email is being sold around as, as a data point. You are the product, right? Yeah. And companies are making money out of you, out of the data that, email, that you generate. Uh, uh, out of tech also, you shop at a uh, fancy retail store these days or uh, have a coffee at a coffee, the cash register guy asks the cash asks for your phone number sure and and often they would say that they can't skip the uh, just give us a dummy number or do exactly. something because it's mandatory for their system to have a number and uh, i've often had a fight about that and an argument about that uh, so they are mapping all of my evening i ate this and i i don't uh, mind my eating patterns 
but that's also my location. Yeah. That's also where I'm spending money. I might want to buy a one lakh rupee gadget from a store. I don't want to give you my phone number. I don't exactly. want to track. Exactly. So, uh, every time you talk about privacy, the usual uh, counter is, uh, but you are not doing anything shady. Why do you mm. fear? But uh, we've discussed this before. This yeah, is yeah. We have, this there, is is nothing, there, there, there is nothing shady about my underwear, but I still won't show it. It's that simple. Right. right. Yeah. You know, well, this is a huge topic, sir. And before I let you go, please let me know what can we look forward to in your own podcast, which is String with Abhishek Bakshi. Yeah, that's right. So what, what uh, are we looking forward to in this particular podcast? So it, it basically would be conversations around tech and their impact on culture. It's mm. an intersection, uh, intersection of... Uh, tech, the the products that we use, the services that we use, the platforms that we are on, and how they impact the culture. Mm. And uh, the, these are not uh, stories, but I'll have industry leaders uh, like like the executive of a smartphone company, sure. uh, a TV manufacturer, and talk about what consumers are buying, what that uh, uh, what they're experiencing, how how things are changing in the world of tech. So not uh, exactly talk about products. Sure. tech or services, no reviews of sorts, but also uh, conversations with those same people who are making those products. Mm. So uh, in, instead of having uh, whatever the latest phone is, instead of uh, talking about that phone, talk with the uh, CEO of that company about how those phones are uh, being bought, uh, how that company is pricing that, what is the oh. business of it and things like that. So mm. more of tech, business culture thing. Uh, that, that would be the main interview segment, but I'll also uh, have a uh, monologue of sorts before about the tech I'm working on or the, mm. which might just be usual. This is the gadget I recently bought. Sure. This is the phone I'm trying. So that bit of the consumer tech angle is there. Mm. Uh, but uh, every episode will have one interview with an sure. industry leader. So do you have a date on this? If you can uh, let us know. It's, it's coming soon. I don't have a date, but it's coming right. soon. Right. Sure, sure. And folks, find Abhishek Bakshi. I think it's at Abhishek Bakshi on Twitter. as a verified account. Bakshi Abhishek. Bakshi Abhishek on Twitter. He has his own website, folks. Follow him. I highly recommend, especially if you are a tech fanboy. Sir, thank you very, very much for your time. It was an absolute pleasure and honor having you on this podcast. Obviously, no conversation is enough about the consequences of tech and all. I hope you would do it on your podcast, but I hope we had a decent conversation, at least for the start, if you may. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, no, no conversation is enough, but it's it's important that we keep having these conversations uh, because the, the world of tech kind of changes very quickly. It transforms lives very quickly. So it's uh, important that uh, every few episodes you are talking about it, every few articles I am talking about this. So uh, this is a conversation that, uh, that needs to be done on podcasts, on uh, people's YouTube channels, on WhatsApp groups also. So uh, this, is a, this is a conversation that is very dear to me. Uh, I, and I talk about it with anybody who's willing to listen. Awesome, awesome. That's it from this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Till we see you next time with another episode. Bye, everyone.